This is Unclaimed Bands, show nine. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and tonight my guest is Phosphine. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much. Hi. Now, you guys are coming from the lovely hotel room. I'm sure something big and spacious being rock stars up at the uh, Millennium Music uh, Conference, right? Yes, we are. Absolutely. As spacious as we can make this one room with five people. (laughs) That is just spectacular. I'm sure it's a suite or something like that. They hooked you up right there. There's enough room to do cartwheels, so that's pretty good. (laughs) Well, obviously, you've got to get the calisthenics in, exercise, get warmed up. That's good. (laughs) Well, tell you what, before we dig right into the interview here, uh, why don't we listen to one of your songs? What are we going to listen to? Um, We're going to listen to Hold Me Down. Hold Me Down. Okay. Oh, 
All right, that was Hold Me Down by Phosphine. Guys, I got to tell you, after we picked you for the Reverb Nation, I went and bought the CD once it was available. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) We really appreciate you doing that and supporting us. That means more to us than you might you might know. <laughs> Means another sandwich for tomorrow, right? Exactly. Another another gas another help on our gas tank on our tour. Nice, nice. People people sometimes I don't think realize that bands need money to tour. Yes. So that's kinda cool. Well, how did you how did you guys get together? I mean I've read some of it, but you know, can you tell people how you got together as a band? I mean, I know you were all in other bands before. Yes, we were. We were you know what's fun is um our Chronologically, <laughs> the uh, guitarist Joey and the bassist me, Michael, uh, we've been playing together the longest out of everybody because we are brothers. Well, the longest together. <laughs> so the longest together. Okay. Yeah, we're brothers. We started playing together. We picked up the bass and the guitar at the same time. I was like 12. Joey was 14. And we've been playing together ever since. Um, Joey and Andrew, the drummer, um, Joey, the guitarist, and Andrew, the drummer, they played together in a band prior to this band. And I played with Dan, uh, me, Jenny, the singer, and Dan, the other guitar. Um, We played together in a separate band as well. And our two separate bands, we did a couple shows together. And, um, you know, we really liked each other. We had a good time. Our bands, you know, weren't going in the direction that we all as musicians were hoped, I mean, everybody has different goals. Our goals all agreed that we were trying to go somewhere with our music um, and trying to, you know, get out to the rest of the world and, you know, travel, tour. We had like big hopes and we didn't see it going with the bands that we were, you know, in and we knew each other. We were friends first, obviously they're brothers. And we said, why aren't we doing a project together? And so we did. Cool. So the other bands, I guess, just wanted to play like weddings and bar mitzvahs and all that, which is nothing wrong with that, but really not for touring, huh? Right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, we. I'm not that our not to like undermine our other bands. We definitely had, you know. It's okay. You can. I'm not gonna hear. They'll probably not <laughs> interview them now that they're broken up. <laughs> you know what though? But no, but honestly, that we wouldn't be. I honestly feel like we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for our other bands because we really needed to experience the things we experienced. True. You know, Absolutely. in our other bands and in what we were doing to better where we're at now. We had to go through those those hardships and and the learning experience of working with different people and everything that we took away from our bands is really the strength of what Phosphine is now. Well, what 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 do you find to be the biggest difference between working in those bands and now I mean this could be for each one of you like what's the one big thing you go oh my god this is so much better because of this the car ride here it was it was a beautiful thing we were just having so much fun on something that shouldn't be fun a 12 hour car ride from Chicago to Pennsylvania and we all had a blast and that's that's just something that you can't fake uh, it's just we all get along we all just work really well together we all get each other and it's just it's it's chemistry, for me, chemistry between all of us. For me, I feel like uh, one of the biggest things that are different in Phosphine is honestly the the fellowship the fellowship of the band. I feel like um, we're more on the same page. The thing about I feel like my other band was it was kind of a lot of the times every man for himself. Like we were a band, but when we were on stage, it didn't feel like we were a fellowship, a friendship. It felt like you know you had to play your own part well. And you play kind of as a solo artist in a band. And in this band, I feel like I trust them with 
everything I have, you know, you, and you have to in this kind of industry because it's your time, it's your money, it's your life. Everything that you do is going into, you know, this project. And if everybody's not on the same page, you know, then you start to feel like your hopes and dreams are leaning on people who don't care about you, which is really, really hard to deal yeah. with. And I feel like that was something that Phosphine did for me. For me, the difference between my old band and the new, you know, the old bands I work with and this band would have to be just everybody, like Jenny said, is on the same page. We're not, you know, we don't go into this like with some of the old bands I work with. Everyone's trying to, oh, how can we reinvent music? How could we become the best band in the world when all real and reality is, is we just want to play music and have fun and have it sound good. And that's made a huge difference when you're having fun and doing what you want to do and playing music that just makes you feel good tends to make other people feel good. And true. Yeah. I mean, what do you guys think is different from your guys' band? Uh, well, uh, well, me and Andrew actually been playing together for a while now. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I mean, right away when I first met this guy, uh, I knew right away there was something special about him, you know? So it's like, you, you kind of go through it and you meet those people that you just, you know, you sync up with, you know, right away that if you play music with them, you stick together, you know, things are going to work out. So yeah, I mean, like the other guy said, it's all about really that chemistry. And that's, you know, when bands get to this point where, you know, sky's the limit and you can almost, you know, get anything you want. But so what What do you feel like is different? From well, yeah, that's in comparison to yeah, right. It's, it's just the it's just the fellowship, like you guys are saying, yeah. you know, that's it's it's. So we agree. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I, I've never had the pleasure of seeing you guys perform live, but I did watch some uh, live video of you, and uh, you can definitely see the, the tight-knit, um, you know, between the band. So, I mean, it definitely comes across on stage as well. So that's cool that you did. you all feel that way. Because you're absolutely right. A lot of people do just kind of, they show up, they play their thing, and that's what they're interested in, and... And they don't, they don't, uh, you don't feel that, you don't see that coercion, coercion, and you don't, you don't see it or feel it sometimes. Right. Well, I got to ask about the name and of the I mean, band. It's, it's, oh, what's that? No, go ahead. No, 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 ask you. It's, I feel like that, you know, people always say, you know, what's the difference and, you know, what makes one band better than the other band? And I feel like that really ends up becoming the main thing is like the, the fellowship of the band. I mean, if you are tight as a band, you can get through anything and you can go far and, and it goes into the, like the performance on stage. I mean, if you guys are playing every man for himself, every show after every show, everyone's bashing each other. You know, you didn't do your part well enough. You didn't do your, you know what I mean? It becomes this like, it, it's not fun anymore, you know? So it's cool to be in a band where you can just look at your friends on stage and say, Hey, let's just have some fun. Let's do what we do We're at rocking. practice. We're rocking. Yeah, and let's just do it for other people and, and involve them in the fun that we have every time we play our music at practice, you know? And I feel like that's such a, a unique thing about Phosphine, you know? We take we take the music seriously, but we take our friendship and, you know, our the people in the band a lot more serious. Well said, well said. I, I wanted to ask about the name of the band. I got to tell you that it's not a question I normally ask. But, you know, looking it up, researching it, I got to tell you, I never knew that had a name. I used to do that all the time as a child and swore one day I'd probably end up blind or something. Uh, I was happy I didn't. But can you uh, can you kind of talk about it? I know you have it, but could you talk to people about it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, the name was actually new to us when we first saw it. That was actually the reason why we chose it. Um, phosphine is the phenomenon when you rub your eyes um, and you see the colors and the stars. Those colors and stars are phosphine. So that is where our name comes from. How, how did you even discover that? <laughs> That's what um, happens when you're searching for band names at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's right. We were, we were sitting on it. We, we started writing our first couple songs. We had three, three songs under our belt. And, I mean, we knew right off the bat we had a talk. When we all left our bands, I mean, Phosphine kind of started right after that. And we had a talk about what was, you know, what's the most important thing to us. And we said we all have to be on the same page. We went through the goals and everything, and then we started writing music. We had three songs, and we're like, okay, we're ready, but we can't share our music with anyone because we don't have a name. <laughs> and you can't start a Facebook or, you know, any of that without a name. So we said, let's everybody sit on it, you know, take a couple days and, and figure it out. And we still couldn't figure it out because we were going back and forth. I mean, we went through like a hundred names, <laughs> and then this one, it felt, it just felt right. It, it really clicked. did. It clicked, and that's like, and you got to be careful because that a big part of our discussion with the names was like, you know, you got to be careful what you call yourself. You don't want to sound like you're a metal band when you're not metal or, you know, you don't want to sound like you're, you know, a pop band or a heavy hard rock band when you're not. So you have to make sure it like fits with the vibe of the music at the same time, you know? Mm -hmm. Very true. Very true. I've certainly over the years come across some poorly chosen names for bands. And, uh, you know, sometimes pleasantly surprised and sometimes not so much. Can you go, what? That didn't sound like their name. So, okay. Right, right. Like, you, you hear this, like, big, intense, you know, four-word long name, and they end up being, like, a, I don't know, like, playing it's the a fiddle. Folk, yeah, it's a, <laughs> the folk group, and we're called the, uh, the Metal Babies. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's a beautiful name. <laughs> they have, like, a banjo. Yeah, yeah, right. They're just, just playing off the irony. Yeah, that'll get us half the people in the door. <laughs> That's cool. Um, now, in January, obviously, you uh, you released your CD. Any last words? And um, you know, since I've been listening to it now for a little while, I've noticing uh, at least I think that there's a theme running through it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Am I I'm, right? I'm I'm more curious about what you think the theme is. <laughs> well, you know, I see I see from what I'm seeing in it in the you know, not only also with the art too, I'm seeing a little bit you know, from the cover, which I like. Um I'm seeing songs about uh obviously about, you know, overcoming challenges, but also uh, some songs that have uh have have parts of uh, you know, a little passive aggressiveness in the way that we, we approach life and the way that we, you know, do things or don't do things. Right. So that's kinda of what I was taking taking out of it. Yeah, I mean honestly that's I'm glad you got that. <laughs> that means we did our job, hopefully right, you know, if you got the message. But, yeah, I mean, this, I feel like the album, the whole point, Any Last Words, is being put, the, Any Last Words. Anytime you ever hear that, you think of movies with, like, you know, people tied up. Or that's why our pictures are, like, the tied up and, like, you know, there's a big villain in front of them, you know, about to end their life or whatever, some some big important moment. And our, the album, to me, and I feel like to the band, represents a kind of a rebirth, you know, not letting, not letting anything hold you down. That's why we have our song, Hold You Down. You know, it's your time. Like, you can, take, you can take over. You know, the whole album revolves around this idea that, you know, we all came from bands that, that didn't work. We all came from, you know, the bottom. And we took our, our, you know, we went from the bottom and we rose up. And that's what the CD is. The CD represents our rebirth, you know, fighting for what you believe in, being strong, having faith and, and you know, going for your goals. And so 
we wanted it to represent this, like, you know, in the picture, there's the girl who's completely strapped. She looks helpless, but then you got that shadow behind her kind of like saying, I, this isn't over yet. Mm-hmm. And it's our way, you know, our first CD as a band, and we're saying, you know what? You guys may have seen us in our other bands, but it's not over yet. We're here. We're Just ready. wait and see. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Can you take us a little bit through the, uh, since we're talking about that and themes, can you take us a little bit about the writing process for, for this? How does it, how does that work for you as a band? We're a committee. Um, we do committee, meaning we write all together at the same time. Um, we dedicate specific practices to it. If somebody has an idea, you know, we'll cut into practice time instead of rehearsing our normal set we'll start writing and we literally let whoever you know has the first idea come through it and if everybody likes it we build on it and that's kind of how it it always works out usually naturally it's usually starts with a guitar riff you know and then you know the bass will jump in and come in with something the drums will start to pick up a beat and then you know after the guitars figure it out, then obviously vocals are easier to write because then I kind of throw in that extra harmony. So we really just build off of each other. And it's it's kind of a cool thing because we don't impose on each other's writing. We let each other write our way, but we make we put a little bit of each of us into it. Um, and I hope that that's what people get out of our music in that it's not the same old same. I hope that they hear something different in our music because we all really do come from very different musical backgrounds. Like I'm, I'm Broadway and pop, you know, you got heavy metal over here with Dan, you got, um, you know, punk rock with, you know, Michael and Joey and, and Andrew, you know, he's a mix. He's got some old school like Huey Lewis, but then he also listens to some new age, you know, metal as well. So in our writing styles, we kind of bring a little bit of our own background and create phosphine, you know, and I hope you guys get that from it, that it's not, we're all, we're not all, you know, metal, metal writers or rock writers that have been doing rock for the whole, our whole lives. We're all different, you know, different musicians. Right. If we hear something good and it sounds good to everybody, we're going to go with it. Right. There's no like, oh, wait, no, that's, that, that doesn't fit our style. No, it's like, if it sounds Let's cool to it. us, that is our style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that definitely comes across. I didn't. I didn't find myself going. Oh, wait, wait. What song is this? You know, because it didn't all sound the same. And, and sometimes that happens, unfortunately, with with bands. But that certainly wasn't with you guys. So I think you're. I think you're hitting the mark there. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to ask you. Um, you had uh, for a CD release party. You had it at the House of Blues in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, tell me about that. What, what, what was it like for you guys? That was quite an experience um you know what though it was an uplifting experience i think i mean we we ended up getting so much positive reaction when we put out that we were going to be doing this after we spent all of 2013 i mean we really only played two shows in 2013 because we kept 2013 as our year to create phosphine it wasn't we weren't the band that was just gonna write three songs and then play a, a thousand gigs it wasn't right for us we wanted to make sure that phosphine became an entity before we let it out so we kind of used the only two shows we played in 2013 as just like testers feelers if you will um see how the crowd reacts see what we can work on outside of practice that we didn't know and then we cut off we cut off from all of our fans we talked to them on facebook didn't play anything didn't do anything and then put out you know our first show and we were surprised to see we had, um, you know, 400 fans buy pre-sale tickets. That's huge. Wow. You know, I mean, and we were all like in shock that that even happens. You know what I'm saying? It was it was really a cool thing that these people stood behind us 
all of 2013 while we were working hard creating this, you know, this machine and they, they're proud of us and they wanted to be there and share that moment with us. And the, um, you know, the funny part or why I was kind of hesitant to my answer in the beginning was because it ended up being a really, really bad snowstorm, like one of the worst in Chicago this oh, winter. Oh, no. 40 yeah. below. <laughs> yeah, it Blowing froze. winds. Yeah. Snowing. So, I mean, a lot of the people out of those people couldn't end up making it, you know, because the roads were terrible. Like, there weren't even plows plowing the roads. Some people were trying to come from Indiana and couldn't go. And, you know, it was kind of like a we felt terrible about it. But, um, um, at the end of the day, you know, we played it. We put on a good show. We got to play House of Blues. Um, we had fun, and our fans still supported us. You know, we got tons of good feedback. Um, we're trying to put together a show to, to thank them still. Actually, that's still in motion, um, is to put on a show for everybody who had tickets and couldn't show up. Oh, wow. That they can go for free. So we're working on it now. Actually, we basically made that our next show, which is Cubby Bear. Um, we're playing that on the 28th of February. That's kind of like our send-off, even though, yeah, we're on tour now, but we're coming back to Chicago just for that last show before we're gone for a whole month. Um, and we kind of made that a free show for our fans to say thank you. You know, I'm sorry that you couldn't come out because of the snowstorm, but we appreciate you just as much. You know, We love our fans. We really do. <laughs> and, and, and what day are you going to have that again on? That's uh, February 28th. February 28th. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, I mean, it was a great experience. House of Blues was awesome. The, the staff were really nice to us. You know, they gave us a lot of credit, you know, and, and good feedback as well. And we'll hopefully be back there soon this year. So, if you missed it, don't worry. We'll be back. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, I want to switch gears here. I, I saw your first music video for your song, uh, Let You Go. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, I know it looked like you were using actors in it. And I want to know whose apartment got wrecked. <laughs> None of ours. <laughs> I'm not in it. Yeah, no, Dan isn't in that one. Actually, the cool thing that you'll be the first to know is we are going to have uh, another video release coming very soon this year. So Dan will be in that one. Very cool. And, and again, we will be using actors. Um, different actors, but actors. Um, but that specific video, no, we actually got a... Um, we rented out an apartment for that. We actually bought everything to furnish it as well and it was kind of a sad moment because when it all got set up and it looked like an apartment because it was an empty apartment originally mm -hmm. we set it all up and then it got all destroyed it was kind of a sad thing we took pictures beforehand like oh it looks so nice but i want to do this but um you know the the video the actors were really cool um they were from columbia college so we were supporting you know the college crews as well in chicago and um the whole concept was, you know, what the song's saying. It's a relationship that, you know, you got to let go. <laughs> and so, you know, it shows the negative side. It's almost like a Mr. Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Smith type relationship, except for minus the FBI thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that whole video wouldn't have come together if it wasn't for some, like, really cool people who just wanted to help us out. Absolutely. It's just... Like, they just wanted to help us out. They didn't want anything in return. It was just like, yeah. I want to see you guys go somewhere. And that was really cool. They so did. They helped we us. We thank them. Yeah. They helped us with the, both locations because the other location was actually in a steel um, like a warehouse. Yeah, yeah, warehouse, warehouse. Like a steel warehouse. And, and they're still functioning. They let us go after hours and film inside their warehouse, which was pretty cool. And we got lucky. A lighting crew, you know, came out and did the whole lighting. It's like full stage lighting. They were a lighting crew for um, like weddings. Yeah, they were awesome. 
They, um, yeah. <laughs> they were really into help. Like, they did a really, really good job. They really did, and the whole band was super um, tired. We filmed the um, acting one day, which we started that at, I think, 12 in the afternoon and left at 3 in the morning. So it was long. Wow. Then, yeah, it was really, really long. And then um, our portion, we, we started around 3 and again, didn't leave until like four or five in the oh, morning. Yeah, that was a long, long day. Um, I mean, it was hard too because you know you're actually performing those songs. I mean, we weren't just sitting there lip singing. We were full out. You know, you have to be. Fingers you can tell were people swollen. Are lip singing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it was like, okay, we got to run it again. You got to have energy though because we have to film it. You can't, you know, you can't be tired and everyone's like getting exhausted and cranky and you know you got to deal with all that. But at the end, you know, I, I felt like it came together pretty nicely. Um. You know, I hope you guys like it. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a good video. It was very well done. Very well done. I, I, I don't see any. I think everybody's going to like it. There was also, I noticed on Facebook, a lot of good feedback on it as well, too. There were. There were. And that we're blessed for that. So thank you guys for supporting us. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a listen to another song? Sure. Uh, what are we going to hear this time? You are going to hear Let You Go, actually. All right. This is Let You Go by Phosphine. <laughs>
All right, that was Let You Go by Phosphine. Yeah. Uh, what's the best place, so we do it now, for everybody to get information for the band so they know what's going on? Absolutely. Okay, here's our quick little plug-in, everybody. You can check us out at www.rubyoureyes.com. It's easy to remember. Why rub your eyes? If you were listening earlier, um, you might have learned that our name means um, the stars and colors you see when you rub your eyes. So it's kind of a gimmick, rubyoureyes.com, easy to remember. Um, you can find all of our social networks on there. We hope that you do follow us. If you can't, you can find us on Twitter. Um, our Twitter name is Phosphine Band. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, phosphine.chicago. Um, and then we also have a Reverb Nation, just put in Phosphine, and obviously the Phosphine from Chicago is us. Um, all those are great places to look. Uh, Twitter, and we also actually have Instagram. Instagram is Phosphine Band as well. But um, you can find all of those without having to search them if you just go to our website, and then you can click on the little links and follow us right through there. Um, be sure to follow our Instagram and our Twitter because we're going to be all over that while we're on tour, you know, keeping you guys informed on where we're at, what's going on, pictures of hopefully the fun stuff and maybe even some of the goofy stuff that happens. Um, and, uh, of course, Facebook, we're on every single day. So you guys are more than welcome to talk to us on Facebook as well. Shoot us a message. You know, comment on our posts. We'll comment right back. We do our, we do it together. We love talking to fans. We do, and we love knowing, you know, what you feel and what you're thinking. We're here with you guys. So please don't just like our Facebook and just follow us. Talk to us. We're here. We talk appreciate it. About anything, really. Dogs, dogs, <laughs> yeah. People talk about chocolate on our Facebook all the time. We love chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, this, this next question may not seem it's for everybody, but I, I, it kind of is. I, I wanted to ask you, um, and I've, I've, we've interviewed, uh, Uncle Man's has interviewed a lot of different bands that have been um, fronted by female singers and performers. And I'm curious that when you go to a new town and, and before you go perform and all that, do you still find yourself meeting skeptics who think, oh, there's a woman, it's not going to be a rock band? Or do you, do you see the trend changing out there? I'm asking because you're out there, I'm not. So you're asking, I'm sorry, you're asking if, um, like, because it's female, it's considered rock? Well, no, I'm not asking, I'm not, I, I consider it rock. What I'm saying is, do you find yourself still, like, when you go to a new place, a new venue, someone who's never heard your music or heard of your band, do you find them still being uh, skeptical about, or, or, like, do you find yourself having to win them over as, oh, absolutely. Uh, you still find yeah. that, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know why, though, I don't blame everybody. I really don't. I mean... Honestly, you look at what females, especially even in, in our scene and in the rock slash band scene, most of the females that are out there, you know, whether they're talented or not, are half naked. <laughs> so you get that whole, you know, oh, here, here comes, you know, the, you know, I hate to use this term, it's kind of derogatory, but that here comes another slutty chick on stage, you know, and it, it's kind of rough because then it's like that takes the attention off of the music, off of the band, off of what we're doing initially, at least on the, that first judgment call because that's that has been stamped on bands. I mean, you got so many girls out there performing, you know, topless or whatever, whatever it may be nowadays. So, you know, then we come out and we start rocking and I feel like I feel like right when people see us and see how professional we really are, we take our music serious. You're not going to see us putting posts on Facebook about, you know, getting drunk or, you know, being wild or, you know, we just don't do that. We're 
our music is professional to us. When we play, we play with our hearts. You know, we don't just stand on stage. We care. This is our music. This is what we created. It's our baby, you know? And so, um, I think we usually, hopefully overcome that, but you know, then you also, besides that, you know, the image side of it, you get the like hardcore rock fans that, you know, don't like females on rock music. I don't get for that. whatever reason. Honestly, I don't get it. There, <laughs> there are no rules with music. Like, I, I, it sounds good. It's it's good. You know what though? He's. I feel the same way. But like we've done reviews through like Reverb Nation, and and you get just those random couple people that are like, you know, these songs are good, but it's a chick singer, and it's like, whoa, man, all right. <laughs> yeah, know? I never got that myself either. <laughs> But so, I mean, you got to deal with it, though. It's, is, it's a new thing. I mean, it's been around, but it's starting to come with, out more now. So The way I've always looked it. at it with critique is you're going to get a lot of people that critique your music, but you got to take, you know, you get the people that will say, you're great, you're great, you're great, which is great. You know, we appreciate that. And then you'll get the people that, you know, you Bash suck, you, you suck, don't yeah. kill yourself, you know. <laughs> You know, you get those people, and you're like, okay, it's the middle ground you want to meet. Right. Because when you find that middle ground, those are the people that give you honesty and, you know. And criticism you can, constructive criticism. criticism. Yeah, constructive criticism, yeah. stuff that you could use. And so, I mean, you're going to get, no matter how good you are, there's always going to be someone that just hates your music. Right. But so, on, the pl- like, on the plus side, though, being a female-fronted band, the one thing I feel like that's in our territory is that's the new wave, I think. Personally, that the new wave is these these females keep popping up, and and that's great. That's great for us because we're kind of following the new curve, and hopefully that keeps going, you know, and, and keeps pushing forward, and girls keep coming through. But again, I want to stress this that you know, yes, we're female fronted, but we are a band, and we represent together. Exactly, I I agree with you as far as what you're seeing new, and uh, I mean one of the reasons that you know that we have interviewed probably so many female fronted bands. Is and I don't even look at it that way. I, I mean, I say it like that, and I hate saying it that way because it's just right. a band to me. Is that there are so many of them, and they're, they're they're really good ones too. I mean, there's tons of bad bands, no matter what. You, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I mean, I saw that uh, I guess three years ago down at Dewey Beach Music Fest, and a lot of the really the great bands had female performers singing and playing instruments as well too. And, uh, you know, I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. I haven't seen this in a while, and you know, or very often. But I, I keep seeing that trend, and I, I, I hope that's what we do see. But, you know, quality. Just not, oh, look, she's half naked. Let's go, yes, the band was good. I wouldn't buy a CD unless it's got, like, a full spread, like, art thing poster I can hang up. <laughs> I know, right? But then, you like, you don't see, like, Paramore, you know, the bigger names, Evanescence that are out there doing those things. You know, they're really just really talented female-fronted bands. Yes, <laughs> And that's where we hope to lie. We hope to lie within that. I mean, our own sounds, you know, but within there. Yeah, and I think you guys are on the right road to doing that, okay? Maybe personally. Thank you so much for that. So, well, let's get back to another interesting question. (laughs) Okay. What's the first record you ever bought? Ooh. This is each one of you. Everybody answer on your own because everybody has their own. Blink-182, Enema of the State. I loved it. Still love it. (laughs) I don't care about the haters. Blink-182 is awesome. No I laugh. Mine is actually, uh, what's his name? I can't even think of his name. Coolio? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I bought this, the Gangster Paradise <laughs> song. was my very first CD, and I'll never forget it because I remember I thought I treated it so preciously. 
it was so important to me that I never like scratched that. Seat. Plus, Jenny in the video, she loved how sweaty that guy was. Yeah. <laughs> what was your first CD? My first CD, Smashing Pumpkins. Nice. Oh, that's a good one. The double disc, yeah. What about you, Andrew? I'm trying to think. <laughs> Sesame Street. <laughs> What was your first CD? Uh, Sugar Ray's first, oh, uh, first yeah. release. So. Uh, it was totally a hardcore album. Like not a lot of people know about it. They were uh, so good back it was, in the day. Yeah, it was kind. Of, it was. I'm pretty sure it was before they got signed, and they had that. It was a total different sound that they had. But that was my first CD that I yeah, bought before the guy started interviewing celebrities. Right, and he was a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Andrew? You know, I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> Andrew's the oldest one in the band. <laughs> Andrew, it's okay. I understood Lawrence Welk was a big hit for my grandmother, too. So, you know. Al <laughs> Green was good when I was around. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, another question for everybody. Personal preference. ACDC, Scott, Bon Scott, or Brian Johnson? ACDC. Yeah. Yeah, that's my call too. No, 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 no. I asked ACDC with bon, with Bon Scott or Brian Johnson. What do you like better? Which guy's the newest guy? Brian Johnson. Then the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my name. Uh, we're, obviously, we're terrible with names. ACDC <laughs> faces. The old, the old one. He says the old. Oh, guy. the old one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit this, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. I'm familiar with ACDC's old stuff, man. Whoever, I'm uh, guessing that's the singer, uh, right? That was Bon Scott, yes. Yeah. I'm, See, there you go. Yeah, Dan, Dan knows what's Apparently, going on he's, like, still haunting ACDC, like, giving them all their hits still. That's what the singer says now, I swear. He went to a lake and he saw it. It's probably the Illuminati. Let's just, let's just, yeah, he went sorry, to a just, lake. Angus oh, Young is what makes that band. Yeah, because he's getting all his stuff from the ghost. Oh, he's probably sold his soul to the devil. <laughs> oh, jeez. Illuminati, put up the, put up the triangles. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. There you go. There's your answer. That is the best answer I've ever had to that question. <laughs> so, I don't know how you trade your steps from ACDC and you got Illuminati. So. <laughs> You know, I'm sure it's going to be in the next Dan Brown book, so. Six six degrees of separation from uh, Illuminati, you know. Right, right. Well, look, I, I want to wrap things up here with you guys. Uh, what is, what's next? I mean, you got the Millennium Concert. You're going to be doing that show on February 28th for your fans who couldn't come to the, uh, your CDO, your CD release party. But what's, what's next for Fosfan after that? over the world yeah right not yet <laughs> first are any last words to her that is next and now actually we um leave after the 28th um and we start uh playing all over you can actually see the whole schedule on the rub your eyes or even on our facebook but um we'll be playing in south Bend, indiana um at club fever with lacuna coil and i set to kill nice. and puppies and Kilver. um and that is uh, like uh, the 2nd of March. And then from there we hit 
Kentucky, Tennessee, Colorado. Texas will be playing South by Southwest. Colorado, we're excited for Colorado. <laughs> Colorado, we're going to be going to Oklahoma, um, Can uh, Kansas, Kansas yeah. Kentucky, did I say that? And then um, Arkansas and Ohio. <laughs> is is Ohio as far east as you're coming? Yes, because other than tonight, this, this technically is yeah. But um, for now, after this tour, well, after this tour, we have a benefit show for victims of drunk driving. Um, we're going to be doing that in May. Actually, before that, we play Brower House um, in April. I know these are kind of all over the place. But the point is, after this tour, we're hoping our next tour will be a coast-to-coast -coast tour. So all the people that have been asking about Florida and California, we are coming, just not this round. We wanted to get the heartland first. So we kind of stayed as, as much center as we could. And then next tour, we will go all the way coast to coast. Make it make it a hopefully four to, four to five months tour. And hopefully we'll be getting paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the important thing, too. And then other like I said, we have our music video that's going to be coming out, which we're really pumped for. Um, I'm not going to release which song we're going to do yet, but that will be coming up just to get you guys excited. But... Um, the video will hopefully start recording in April, so it will be coming up soon. So get excited for that. Um, we'll have some new photos. We're doing a photo shoot with um, Rod Roberts from L.A., so we'll have some cool photos to show you guys. And just, you know, keep with us. We're, we're being innovative all the time. There might be some random thing that we do that we might not realize, and then it just happens, kind of like today with the Fox interview. So um, check us out. Stay in touch with us and, and stay connected, and we'll, we'll connect right back. Nice. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to I wanna thank you for taking time to do the interview with me. I hope the conference uh, goes great for you guys. Really wish I could be up there, but unfortunately my schedule clashed. That's so. okay. We appreciate you even doing this interview and, and supporting us by sharing our music. That's yes, thank you very much. That's the best gift you could give to us. So Trust. thank you so much, Sean. You are welcome. It is my pleasure. Everybody uh, listening out there, uh, my guests have been Phosphane. Please uh, go check this band out. You will not be disappointed. And I will bet my life on that one. Okay? <laughs> and anybody who hates, wants to see me die, I'm not going to pay attention to you anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until, the, uh, until next time, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.